Hello, and a very warm welcome to Tito's Table Talk. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Downing, and I suppose I should say welcome back. Right, so before you get on my case, I know I missed last week. I was on the eighth or ninth consecutive week, and I was so very proud of myself. But before you get on my case... I have good reasons. I have good reasons, okay? Number one, school. Number two, scheduling. So I did schedule an interview with my sister fiance, whose name is Griff, but just didn't pan out for multiple days on end, right? And so that being said, this episode, to cut to the chase here, is kind of like a special, and it makes me really excited, honestly. This episode is about an hour and ten minutes long, right? So it's longer and I get my sister Peyton and her fiance Griff together. And I talk to them. I talk to them. I ask them about love, right? Because we're still on the topic of the meaning of love, right? So this is perfect because they're going to freaking get married, right? And I told them that I would, I would praise them, number one, for doing the podcast with me. I can't thank them enough, and I hope they listen. Number two, I was just astounded at how emotionally, behaviorally, psychologically, pretty much everything, how in tune with themselves they were and how mature they were. My gosh. You know, I suppose I just typically compare to people my age. And so my sister, I think right off the top of my head, is six years older than me, if I'm not mistaken. And then Griff's more than six years older than me. And I don't know why I was so astounded. I should have expected it, but they just, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were talking about. It was just quite amazing, if I'm being honest. In any case, all of that snazzy jazz being said, I hope this episode makes up for me missing one day. And uh, let's pray I won't do it again. No, 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 we don't have to pray. It's not going to happen again, okay? (laughs) So y'all enjoy this episode, okay? I can't do my own intro. Do you want to? Dude, do it. Yes, do it. Griff, you have to do mine too. Do I? All right. Yes. Sure. Oh, here we go. Uh, hello. Um, I am Dr. Griffith Davis. I am a cancer researcher, and I now live in Washington with my fiance, Peyton Downing who is a cat in real life. All right. Is that That's a good awesome. intro? Who that also was great. In the US, but they haven't found that out yet. Oh, right. Right. No, yeah. that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that's perfect. But let's see. I just finished writing the questions. All right. So let's get right into this. Oh, oh I don't know if I told you. It's about love. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, no, you did. Okay, awesome. So, if you could describe love, what would it be? So, it's like emotion, or you could even compare it to like an animal. You know, I just kind of want y'all's take on what love is. Peyton, you want to go first? I can. Uh, It doesn't matter. You go first, and then I'll know how cheesy to make my answer. Oh, man. True. That's a good point. Uh, Love. Uh, What is it? Like how I would describe it? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, not to be cliche, but I would I would say that in some ways it's almost 
indescribable. Um, one thing yeah. that I will say is that love um, elevates you uh, to be bigger than what you are. Um, the sun, like it's it's like the uh, the sum of its parts that make a whole um, is mm-hmm. something that just continues to surpass any expectation um, of going through uh, going through life. And, um, you know, I think one of the best, the, one of the best parts about love is not only true, I guess, true love is not only does it allow you to be able to love yourself, um, you also share that love with your partner and, um, it's incredibly profound and, um, I'd almost say kind of rare um nowadays Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's rare in my opinion um and i don't know if you have any follow-up questions to that but i could go on a whole rant on on that thought but uh yeah i you know i was just saying it's a really good i was gonna say it's a really good conceptualization of it (laughs) yeah but it's just you know love is when you take like kind of back to that some of its parts you you no longer when you really love somebody, your your thought is not about like what you know what things you can do. You know, it becomes mm-hmm. this collective <laughs> hive mind <laughs> rationale. No, sure. like really, like you, it really your perspective grows um, exponentially, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I wish everyone could experience it. No, yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest here, it's like, so, love is multifaceted, right? You can love a job, you can love a person, you can love a dog, things like that. And it's, no, I'm jealous because I don't think I've ever felt love toward a, a significant other, right? So I've felt love from family, and that's profound, but not toward someone else, uh, like, like a, a partner, Right, so hearing you talk about that is, I think that was probably one of the best conceptualizations I've ever heard of it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, I'll jump in. Sure. Yeah. In, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think loving a significant other is a lot different than loving your family because, like, whenever you love your family, I think a lot of, uh, like, Brett, like, you are my brother, and, like, I've mm-hmm. loved you since the day you were born. Um, but, like, I'm sorry to say I don't think about you all the time, right? I think about yeah. you a lot. You know, when I grew up with you, we've got a lot of good memories, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But whenever you love your significant other, they're always just, like, part of your brain now. So instead of, like, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's moving from I to we. So instead of I want to go do this, it's like, oh, I think we would want to go do this, right? And all of that. So instead of like worrying about like, you know, uh, whenever you make like a purchase, like a blow dryer, something as small as like a blow dryer, it's like, oh, I'll use this. But you know mm-hmm. what? We also might use this. So everything's for the benefit of the we. Wow. No, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like I had known that, but, but I don't think that's articulated very often. The whole we aspect. Because you're right. I think typically people, oh, I'll use this, so I'm going to get it. That's how I think. 
right? <laughs> or it's interesting, <laughs> at least. It feels really weird. I Does think it? you know, yeah. and again, I don't, I don't know what your, um, what some of your next questions are. Well, these these are all kind of, yeah, they're across the board. They're pretty wild. Like, <laughs> so here, I'll give you the second one. Sure. This, I think, y'all would both pretty know pretty well. So, how do you know you love someone? Right. That that's a question that I'd have to ask. Right, because I've never felt love toward another person, uh, or received it for that matter, a significant other. Right. So I, I feel as if y'all would have a better understanding of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um... Because both of us kind of, and you can call this as cheesy as you, you can say it's as cheesy as you want, but both of us, you know, um, obviously both of us had uh, dated people in our previous life. Uh, not me, though. Not me. I didn't think so. Peyton. <laughs> I actually don't know any girl. But um, <laughs> the thing, the, the funny, the, the most uh, astounding part about um, I mean, like just using my, like the, our connection as an example was like, you know, we used to think, or I, I used to think that, you know, um, you would find somebody and as long as you were okay, like with most, it was like comp, like you had a lot of the time it's like, you think it's you're there's some kind of compromise. Like you have to make some mm -hmm. kind of compromise with another individual that you want to be your partner but you know so like that was such a terrible thing such a terrible mindset because mm -hmm. like when i met peyton uh, both of us were like wow like we didn't think that soulmates were a real thing but like mm -hmm. you, you don't just like feel it in your heart and your mind you feel it in your jellies and that's yeah. uh, by jellies. I mean, it's like your soul. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. It, it goes. It goes way deeper. Um, it goes way deeper. And if I could have, you know, if, if I could have, I mean, like we've talked about this too. Um, between Peyton and I, like our, like whenever we have children, I, mm -hmm. you know, like if I could have waited to have just met Peyton. Mm -hmm. And nobody else. I would have happily waited thirty years of my life. Damn, thirty-one. Thirty-one. Come on. Yeah. This, no, this, is, hey, college, this is like a college podcast, so I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all good. Give him hope for it that it's sooner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, grip. Uh, give Rhett, like specific examples. Like, why do you feel like you're not compromising with me, but you felt like you were you were compromising in previous relationships? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> am I dealing with two interviewers or? Yeah, just... my, I was just about <laughs> to say that she's the interviewer. Oh wow. <laughs> no, I, I need to so, be the interviewee. You know, it's it's funny. Like, so it is is. It's such a trivial example, but it really is important because I like I like to play I like to play video games. Um, all my friends oh, yeah. play video games, you know, and it's and and that's like a huge medium for us. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we de-stress. That's how we spend time together. And like in almost every single relationship, um, 
I had felt, uh, how do I put this? I had felt like I should be ashamed of the things that I enjoy. Damn. And it's, it's a weird, it's weird because, you know, and of, of course, like there, there's an ebb and flow, like you shouldn't be staring at your, you know, like staring at your computer all day, but, mm-hmm. like, but that's like, that's the biggest contrast is, you know, like I would feel ashamed to play video games. And so I would be like trying to, tr- like trying to spend, um, my time you know, I like making, I'm like, I, I'm keeping like a mental count, uh, mm-hmm. like a mental timer of like how much time I'm allotting in things because I don't want, you know, I don't want to, you know, make somebody upset, somebody that who was clearly not right for me. But like, sure. you know, I mean, with Peyton, you know, obviously if she wants, if I want to go play a game, like, sure, I'll go play. But like more often than not, it's not that I walk away from the computer or like PlayStation because I feel like I'm spending too much time like time on it. It's because like I want to be spending my time. Like I want to spend my time with her. Mm-hmm. Um so like, you know, it it's it's simply the fact that kind of going back to your first question, it's like you you're like you're able to be able to love yourself and love the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um because you're supported and loved and like appreciated for it. So I, you know, like why wouldn't, you know, you gotta, it, it's so much better to like surround. I guess what I'm sa- saying is like, because of that, sure. Like I'll <laughs> play a game, but because I like, I am so happy to be surrounded by someone who loves me for all of me, you know, yeah. like, sure. Like, you can do your fun like activities and stuff, but like when it boils down to it, like I want to go, even if it's just sitting in a chair and like mm-hmm. watching, sitting with Peyton while she's like watching a YouTube video or something, or playing like one of her one hundred mobile games that she has on her phone. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. it totally change it totally changes everything. It flips the script upside down. Goodness. And um, well, yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds. I mean, I suppose like you see it in movies and you see it in books and things like that. But but the way you describe it, it it, it it's genuine, right? And so I was gonna say it sounds pretty amazing if you ask me. <laughs> right? So it's like wow. You know, I I suppose I I've been asking these college kids who are my age, right? So they've been alive for twenty years, twenty two years, twenty three sure. max, right? So I, I suppose they don't have a lot of experience, right? And I can compare that to myself. I sure as hell don't. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You, have, you definitely have a better grasp on it, period. I think it takes, you know, I think it also takes some, it, it takes some like serious soul searching. And yeah. um, you have to know yourself. You know, you like you've heard. I'm sure you've you've heard the cliche and stuff that you know, like before you can love anybody else, like you need to love yourself. I actually don't even think that's fully true. You should yeah. be at least happy with yourself. <laughs> at least, at least. But, but I will say, you know, one thing that wait, wait, I wait, think... can we touch on that? Because I disagree. Coming from a person that uh, is anxious, like 
Mm-hmm. I probably haven't been diagnosed with anxiety, but I should. Like, I yeah. am an A-plus overthinker. Um, and there are a lot of times that I'm not happy with myself. So I don't really think that you need to be, like, happy with yourself in order to find a relationship that you're happy in. Um, but I do think it's just really important that you know yourself, right? So, like, there yeah. like there have been a lot of times in mine and Griff's relationship where, you know, I'm stressed out or I'm down. And, like, I just, you know, that's something that I can tell Griff is, like, hey, like, it's not you. You know, all of this other stuff is going on, and I'm really worried or I'm really stressed or I'm, I have a lot of anxiety right now. Um, but as long as you know you and you can communicate that effectively, I don't think you necessarily do have to be happy with yourself. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point that you made. Uh, and the, here's the funny thing, because I'm pretty empathetic. So like when Peyton is upset, I am I naturally become upset with her and I'm constantly like worried about her. <laughs> and she's like, well, Stop, I guess just let me. That could be a good thing, right? No, be... of course, empathy is super important. Yeah. But, you know, at the okay. same time, you need to just as just as as much as it's important to be able to like love show affection be like and be there for support you also need to be well like there's still an importance of understanding you know where <laughs> where the boundaries are in and recognizing like okay this like they need to take care of themselves like there's no amount of doting that I'm going to be able to do that's going to make them feel instantaneously better sure no, okay. Okay, so I have a question. When when y'all say know yourself, do you just mean maybe understand your emotions and and like how you react and things like that? Cuz I think I would typically think people know themselves, but I'm trying to think of an instance where it's obvious where someone doesn't really understand I don't know, maybe how they think or how they feel or process emotion. I can take that question. Uh, yeah, so in my previous relationships that never existed, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my previous relationships that never existed, whenever I was stressed out about work or something, um, I wouldn't communicate that to my boyfriend at the time, right? But mm-hmm. if like my boyfriend and I weren't exactly getting along, we would have the stupidest fights over the smallest things. Like, things like, um, you know, like, oh, my God, I told you to, like, stop leaving the toilet seat up. I think that Mm -hmm. that's, like, a deficit in a man's mind. Most Like, sometimes they're really, really good about it. But, like, I don't think that they can remember literally every single time. Like, I think it's impossible. Like, that's just, that's the way that their body works. They're not going to always do that for you. And it's not because they weren't, like, trying to be courteous or whatever. Um, Griff is pretty good about it, but there, there are occasions when I walk in and the toilet seat is up, right? Something as small as that used to be like a whole full out fight for me and my significant other at the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's not really because the toilet seat was up. It's because I'm anxious about work. I'm anxious about this promotion. I'm anxious about this deadline, blah, 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 whatever. So when I say like, when I say know yourself, I don't think that I was emotionally mature enough to tie back that fight to the bigger picture of what I was feeling. So ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. So, so I can go to Griff and I can pick a fight about a toilet seat, but I'm going to tell him first 
man, I am so unhappy with X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's, you know, I mean, the key is, the key, I, I think, to that, just to Peyton's point, is that knowing yourself is like part of the puzzle. The other one is you have to be able to effectively communicate to the other, uh, you know, like how, like, in like in ways you're reacting to certain situations because there's there's no way you know if Peyton and I did fight like you know or like if she did like get on me about a toilet seat I would have you know it's too that's difficult to interpret right you can't yeah yeah you know like does sure could you really like sit down and maybe think about it and rationalize me like okay like you know, is the toilet seat really, really big deal? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a matter of communication, not only between each other, but being able to communicate and like kind of search yourself and be able to establish why you're feeling that way. And that's something that I don't. Again, I think it. it yeah, it takes time. Yeah, emotional maturity. Which now I'm curious if if there's like a certain gauge or like level where people are like, okay, now I'm going to be emotionally mature, which obviously that doesn't happen, but it's, I wonder if people like they have to want it. You think, you think that's the case or is it maybe like an epiphany? (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I think it, yeah, it's kind of, it it kind of is like a having an epiphany. Um, I don't, it, it develops over time. Um, in my opinion, I think it develops over time. I, I think you can, you can, and this is relatively, I, I feel like it's relatively difficult, more difficult for men on average mm-hmm. um, to develop an emotional intelligence. Um, but it is something that I think it has to take place over several interactions. Um, it's, you know, it's how you're able to be able to infer and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough. There's no, I don't think there's any like rule book, you know, to throw at how to get, like how to become emotionally mature. Um, but I think it, it comes over time. It comes over, you know, getting more interactions with more people. Um, shit, like, have, unfortunately, you know, maybe it is a matter of going through bad relationships that make mm-hmm. you realize what you want, but also, you know, you need to flip that and not just say, like, what do I want, but also look at yourself and be like, how, you know, how, how am I, where did I go wrong? Mm-hmm. Or how was I untrue to myself? Um, mm-hmm. And really being able to, you know, I guess the best, the best way, because I think, you know, a lot of people, and typically this is common, because if you go through a breakup and you'll be upset naturally, um, makes sense. Uh, A lot of people, you know, go and distract themselves and, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll go see a movie or, you know, like they'll hang out with like surround themselves with friends and i think that's important i think you like you should still try to you know kind of um 
I guess deaden the pain. Uh, it's not really a little bit. Not really the term that I want to like that I want to use. It's just you know you want to get over it. Um, yeah. If, especially if you're if you feel like your heart is broken, but at the same time, it needs to be. I think too many times people try to distract themselves mm-hmm. instead of looking at it, being like, "Where did I go wrong? Where where were the errors in this relationship?" Kind of like basically critically thinking about your relationship and sure. from there i think that's where you can get the most value out of um you know out of developing emo- like some emotional intelligence definitely no that's a good point I, I yeah i suppose the last thing you would think about doing is is trying to critically think and, and process what happened right because I've, I've had friends come to me about relationships and Obviously, they want to vent and things like that. People, people need to, right? But you're right. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a certain extent to where people may have to analyze deeply what's going on and what happened and all those yeah. sorts of things. I think, and, I think there's more, there's more, there's more cases of of ruminating over mm-hmm. a situation than taking that and critical like using some like critical thinking on okay like there were problems and you know how can i address this so that not only am i happy but you know if i if i do find like my significant other like how i can do that but you know at the same time it's almost like it's almost like even though i'm saying that it's like the point is still it almost feels moot because I, mm-hmm. I you know uh the minute i met peyton like we just clicked and it was it, it's i'm i'm the luckiest man on earth i'm convinced me otherwise <laughs> it's a good answer it's a good answer <laughs> yeah man so it's, and, I, I don't think i think I think there's multiple multiple paths, but I think it's one of those things where if you try to like put it like you know put it under the knife, um, you're never really gonna find an answer. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it too. That's a fair point, right? I recently I've been I've been trying to like understand my own psyche and things like that, and and I like answers, right? Who doesn't like to have answers to to questions or problems or things like that. And sometimes I think people as as including me have to realize sometimes you don't get the answer. <laughs> right. But yeah. Oh, and and I was I was really curious y'all had talked about this whole we mentality, right? Which was if I'm being honest, a, a bit not new, right? I'd I've I've heard of it, but I I don't think I've ever talked about it before. So I was curious if y'all could tell me when that whole mindset, this whole we mentality comes into play. Is, is there like a, I know there can't be like a, a temporally when it, when it occurred or. Sure. So what, like, does that word mean? Does it, huh? <laughs> what does that word mean? Oh, uh, the uh, uh, timeline, like the time, like when it yeah. happened. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I use a very keeper cool word. It's not even that big of one. I should know that one. I, I know didn't know it. That's cool though. 
when I first heard it. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I understood. I was like it, reading a science. I was reading a scientific paper and it, it said temporal. You know, I was like, oh wow, I'm an idiot. What is this? <laughs> and then I Google it and I was like, why does this word exist? But I'm gonna <laughs> use it anyway because it's hell yeah, so pedantic. <laughs> That's what I did. Um. <laughs> when did no, yes, from one big word to another, huh? When did we happen for you? We happened for you, you when I fell like the instant I fell in love with you. When was that? Aww. Can you pinpoint? So te- <laughs> technically, the first time I told her I like I loved her was when she was in Vegas. <laughs> Really? Is I've heard I, this story. Is when I told her this. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was upset. Like she was so upset, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna wait until you know, um, I'm gonna wait until she's back and all this stuff. Um, but she was just like so upset, and so I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> It was probably the worst timing, and she got even more upset about me, uh, upset at me, um, because yeah, I like I told her, I actually told her I loved her before I technically asked her out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, but I couldn't hold her back. Um, but you know, it's like at the, at the time, like she was going through, like we really clicked, and it was it was like it was amazing. But you know, she was still like going through, like going through her her own, you know, personal affair, like affairs and stuff, and trying to Definitely. work her way through things. And so, you know, I was trying to get another job. Right, that's when I was, uh, that's when I was being poached. Oh, that was the vague. Okay, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to put that. It was awkward okay. and stressful. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's fair. But yeah, no, I, I had to. Uh, I fell in. I fell in love with her. Um, you know, I'm pretty. Con- I'm pretty convinced it was already by the time that she was in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, which was oh, okay. right after our first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the day after we met. I went to Ireland the next day. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I couldn't pinpoint I couldn't pinpoint exactly, um, the you know like I couldn't pinpoint exact time. I, but like I knew when we were talking a lot in Ireland. I was, I like, you know, my whole I could feel my heart through my whole body. Ah, uh, okay. But by the time I was really thinking we was probably around, yeah, probably either around Vegas or just before uh, the Christmas party. Okay, I see. And that's when I asked her out. (laughs) And it wasn't, uh, (laughs) it wasn't Friday the 13th. It was Saturday (laughs) on the 14th. At twelve oh one a.m. At twelve oh one a.m. Nice. At least y'all remember, goodness. Well, we freaked out whenever we realized it might have been on Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> then oh, we yeah. were like, "Oh, we should change it." Yeah, for real. 
That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. No. Okay. So, so Griff, was it was it kind of like okay? So you, you said you felt your heart, your body. Your I'm sorry. You, you felt your heart through your whole body, right? So so let's see. Was it kind of like a realization, like oh my goodness, right? I love this girl, or was it kind of like uh, was it spontaneous the realization, or did it kind of was it slow moving? Did it kind of sweep in? Could you describe? No, it? I mean it was. You know, I I would say it was. It was definitely spontaneous. It was spontaneous, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I think after our first date, it was definitely um, just this this instantaneous feeling. Um, yeah. We had been talking before that, but you know, it was very like surf. Like it was, I think, more on the surface and friendly, but like keeping it fun. And you know, like our first date. I got to show her exactly who I am, which is a maniac. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she she liked it. <laughs> we both had the fir- the best first date of I like of our lives. We've uh, like, mm-hmm. that's agreed collectively. Um but yeah, after that like you know, it was it was insane. I mean, I you know, like I try to be I try to be a gentleman, um, mm-hmm. but I <laughs> I uh, kissed Peyton on our first date, which is something that I, I like I would never do, and I was like, yeah. I have to do this, I have to, <laughs> and I don't know if it was like if it was just because like she was going to Ireland and so it was all romanticized, but I was like, n- like I ha- like I have to, I like. It was something. It was something different. You can't. You know. It's so hard to describe. I'll take yeah, that question. I believe it. I think that it was super spontaneous because we met. We had the best first day ever. It was awesome. And then every day after that, it was surprising that we still felt that that good. It was like the first sure. date feeling every day that we talked, even though we weren't with each other for the whole what like. Oh, I guess I wasn't in Ireland for that long. It was like what like four days. The whole trip, yeah. From taking to the yeah, from when I went to the airport to getting back, maybe it was three. It was so fast. It was so fast. Should we tell tell them about the phone calls? No. No. Yes. No. We'll tell you. No. No, it's okay. You can. (laughs) It's fine. I got the Ireland Ireland people Irish. The Irish. They know how to drink. Irish. Hell yeah. No, but they, we drank together. Um, and I was like, no, I'll just stick to beer. I'll, you know, beer's fine for me. And they were like, Peyton, we have these things over here. They're called porn star martinis. And I'm sure porn star martinis are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's in it. I just know a little bit of champagne and um, I think pear juice. Oh my gosh, I have one okay. of those and beer. And I called Griff. And I think that's how he fell in love with me, probably. Oh, okay. Also, there was this Irishman, and I was like, hands off. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Whatever. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. No. No, I'm talking about actually, like, for for months. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. We would stay on the phone. Like, you. thank goodness that I have, like, because, you know, we're both AT&T, so, like, AT&T line to AT&T line. Like, we stayed on the phone 
for ages. Ages. Yeah. Like every day. We would yeah. Uh you know, like an exorbitant amount of time was sure, spent. I believe it. On the phone. But I've got a deeper question for y'all. You ready? Yep. Okay. Why do you think humans have the capability to love? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, For sure. I mean, scientifically, we're actually very much built to love. Really? Um, Please tell me more. (laughs) This is so interesting. Um, You know, our brains... Uh, it's, it's funny because we're built technically like our, our bodies are built to love or enjoy, you know, like to enjoy things that make us happy. Right. But there are, there are, you know, so, um, like you have hormones, Mm -hmm. uh, called like ox, uh, one is one's oxytocin Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's typically referred to as the love hormone. So, you know, when a when a baby is born or like you first hold a puppy and this is, you know, the like dogs, this is why mm-hmm. uh, a big reason why dogs are, um, are so loyal, um, Ooh. is, you know, when you, not only is there imprinting and that's a whole, you know, like it's a whole separate thing, but mm-hmm. you know, when you have spikes in oxytocin and a lot of that occurs with touch, um, mm-hmm. And or even, you know, like even being referred like your name, uh, if you're referred like if I said, you know, Rhett and you mm-hmm. got like I was giving you attention, you're going to have some oxy- like some oxytocin spikes, also dopamine spikes. So Interesting. really like, you know, it boils really it boils down to very basic, I think biological function mm-hmm. um as to why that like why we uh why people are, are either you know feel general attraction or repulsion towards each other so mm-hmm. you know we are we're we're pre- biologically predisposed to want to interact with people okay um but when it comes to love you know, it's almost it's it's almost hilarious because when you're in love or you're excited about your significant other, your body's mm-hmm. actually like fighting you. <laughs> like really? your okay. heart rate can your heart rate spikes, um, you vasodilate, uh, you know, you have <laughs> you um you have you know like compression in your lungs like you have all sorts of these like odd things that your body normally does in reaction to a fight or flight response really you're doing it because like you're you're like you're happy and you're in love um goodness so you know like so although it like makes sense that from like at an introductory um biological biological aspect like uh Mm -hmm we're predisposed to these emotions um it's so crazy how it almost sends it sends the body into overdrive it excites the body so much that 
um, you ignore it. You ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like your body, if you felt, you know, if you sat down and all of a sudden your heart started pounding, you know, and then like your, you know, the, you know, you started looking at your face and and your, maybe your arms, and they started mm-hmm. to, you know, get uh, like flush, uh, be flush with red. Um, mm-hmm. You'd be like, something's wrong with me. Right. Yeah. Well, you never Definitely. question it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, goodness. I, but yeah, when it, when it really boils down to it, if you want my opinion in the absence of really any fully bio, like fully biological understanding, I really think it is a blessing um, mm-hmm. that God has given us. To be able to yeah. share something so powerful. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I completely agree. I just, yeah, you know, I, I the reason I ask that is because I, I don't think love is typically easily conceptualized, right? And so on, on a biological scale, right, which you had just described in in uh, the basics and things like that, or some basics, I should say, I didn't even realize it was that easy to to your body to release those hormones like oxytocin or dopamine yeah like if you you know if you pet a dog oh uh, definitely you know, yeah it's, and it's uh it's been tested before you know people pet well, like would pet a dog for uh 30 minutes and mm-hmm. a week later they would come back into the same clinic and the dog would recognize them Ooh, so sweet oxytocin oh, okay. is a very very powerful it's a very powerful hormone because it it goes to it, it basically kind of accelerates parts of the brain mm-hmm. that you know produce biochemically um mm-hmm. a lot of uh, happiness so you should just find the person that gives you the most o- oxytocin for the most time for the most amount of time yeah that's fair that's actually that's actually a really good way of, of summing that up because it's like, okay, well, especially if you're like, I don't know, scientifically inclined or, or geared more toward things like that. It's like, okay, you want to find love, find someone who gives you the most amount of, uh, who releases the most amount of oxytocin and dopamine inside your body. And go and get your, <laughs> go and get your labs done every now and then. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> No, so that actually leads into this, this like this sub question. I I have this conversation quite a bit actually. Do you think animals can love? Um. Yeah. Humans mate for life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Animals do. Animals Penguins can. Do do but also by the same biological function. Now there are because the human brain has developed uh, a more robust uh, pre- like, you know, frontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's a gift and a curse. But uh, okay. yeah, no, I think anim- animals are fully capable of love. I mean, interesting. I have, we like Peyton and I. I mean, right now it's just me because Peyton's obviously down in Texas. But I've got three yeah. dogs that, as soon as I open that door, they they are they are outside that door. 
Definitely. Now, if if you're asking, are animals capable? If you know, and if dogs, if and you know, I think it it's a t- it's it's not as easy a question because I think generalized sure. something oh. like animals uh, can, you know, I'm sure that somebody could argue that it wouldn't be reflective across all animals. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, right. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But, you know, most most uh, mammals, I would say, at least, um, would be capable. And especially, you know, like dogs and cats are very indicative of that. I mean, you know, like, go watch, yeah. uh, go watch, you know, uh, like a YouTube compilation of, owners going back to their dogs after them not seeing them for six months and you can mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll cry and you'll also recognize that that dog clearly <laughs> loves that person so yeah no animals definitely um are ca- like are definitely capable of that now to the extent of you know it, it just it just depends on sure their general anatomy i don't i, I don't know if i'd say the same for squirrels just because like <laughs> all of them seem yeah. like idiots um right but you know even no, that, I, could, I could be proved wrong right it, it makes sense because it's not as if there's cumulative data it's not like how can you measure love right so especially in an animal uh and not you know if, if you were if you were to differentiate between human and animal just for the sake of the argument right now sure but but yeah you know i struggled with this idea because for a while i didn't think love could transcend to or should i say descend to animals i'm not quite sure but i i for a while thought it was just typically human a human feature no i would would actually i'd be inclined to disagree i would be inclined to agree with that just because you know there's so many demonstrations of Mm -hmm. you know of animals um whether it's whether it's domestic or mm-hmm. you know even animals that you know aren't domesticated like um uh coco the gorilla oh yeah okay you know yeah. like that, uh-huh. uh coco profoundly like showed love to people mm-hmm. which is just mm-hmm. it's such a such a cool concept for um, sure but yeah it's um whether you're in you know again in humans just like just like we're mammals as well and you know we're we're also animals and so mm-hmm. you know i i'd like to think that across all species um you know we would there's be able that to be able to yeah. have that transcendence to experience love gotcha. but you know that I capability for, i can't speak for animals can speak for right. well, species. <laughs> right, get a dog, and then you'll be convinced animals love. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You know, I really want one. Yeah. Just... You can borrow <laughs> any one of ours. They're a all small apartment. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a chick magnet here too. <laughs> so that's always a plus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for real. Okay. Let's see. The last. Uh, I've got two more here. Here we go. Can you remember the first time you felt love or like maybe that you understood within your own understanding that that love was 
uh, real. Do you, do you all remember that first time? Yeah. Um, do you? You do? I, I do. Okay. You go, and then I'll go, because I've got... I have one, too. Sure. So Sweet. this is a... Uh, this is a story. Um, so this will be gold for your podcast. Let's um, hear it. So I used to love uh, when I when I first like when I was back in New York. Uh, I loved uh, getting to see my dad because I didn't get to mm-hmm. see him that often. Because you know when he was in the city over it, he was working at Bank One at the time. He mm-hmm. uh, you know wouldn't come home until like eight o'clock, nine o'clock some nights. Um, at this point, we moved uh, to a small house in, in Little Silver, and uh, I'll tell you the whole story so you, got, so you have the whole clip. Um, Sweet. I, you know, my mom, I was supposed to go uh, with my mom to work, but I wanted to go with my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, I wanted to go with my dad to work, but like I, I was going with my mom. So she was getting ready, and uh, she told me that, I, you know, just to like, if I just like sit still and just like relax, you know, we'll, we'll leave and she'll get me McDonald's when we're in the city. So I was like, Oh boy, nice. like, this is exciting. But the whole time, all I really wanted to do was go fishing with my dad. So I ended up grabbing my tackle box and fishing line and I just walked right out the door. So, <laughs> so my mom, uh, in this huge panic when she gets there, cause she, she can't find me anywhere. She mm-hmm. goes through the whole neighborhood to figure out where I am. Like, ask like this construction crew and all this stuff, and uh, you know, like uh, she couldn't find me at all um, until probably the entire workday was over. Goodness, um, I had walked all the way straight down to the docks uh, where, like, my dad and I would always go fishing, and. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is basically the first occurrence of when I really, because I remember this pretty well. But sometimes, like the the story has to get explained to me because I just I just thought that I like walked down to the dock. <laughs> I didn't realize the <laughs> amount of panic that I caused. But yeah, right, no. Right. Like, um, my mom had been. My dad was still on the train. Cell phones, you know, were exorbitantly expensive. So of course, like none of us had it. Mm-hmm. But uh. You know, my mom eventually gets, like, finally gets a call, uh, you know, that there's, like, a boy sitting at the dock. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, she gets to the dock, and she starts running to go get me. And then a police officer stops her and says, ma'am, ma'am, he doesn't know he's lost. <laughs> <laughs> and so my mom came up to me, and I remember, I remember this conversation. She's like, what are you doing, sweetie? And I was like, I'm waiting for dad. We're going to go fishing. My dad never oh my said he was ever going to go fishing, but like just like the <laughs> just the simple fact that like I was so excited to be able to do something with my dad that I apparently mm-hmm. waited about eight to nine hours at the dock to go, you know, to to basically whenever he got off the train uh, to go mm-hmm. fishing, and that's probably my first uh, my first ever occurrence with realizing, you know, my capability of being able to love somebody i'm gonna be honest it's probably the most wholesome story i've ever ever (laughs) heard how old were you griff because you said you were in new york i know that you were young but how old i don't know how young i was 
I think uh, I'm pretty sure I was five. I was either oh end of I was either just for like almost five. Uh, yeah, I was either five or almost five. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, really? This is why this is why my mom's crazy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Takes one bad day. Yeah, right. Your son walking off to the docks for nine hours. <laughs> or gone. Or Payton, gone for nine hours. Yeah, let's hear it, Peyton. No, I I think I misunderstood the question. I thought so the first time that I realized I was loved, not the first time that I realized I did love, right? Um mm. it was with mom. Um, she used to get really mad at me every morning because I hated to wear socks to school. Um, I was gross. And in intermediate school, maybe even like late elementary, I had this pair of Vans that I liked a lot. And Mm -hmm. whenever I would run out of like those small skinny socks, I just like wouldn't wear socks because like they're disgusting anyway. Right. Nice. Um, yeah. So I remember during the winter and stuff, she would always be like, Peyton, like, you need to wear socks, no, 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 and I would never, and you need to wear a jacket and, like, all this stuff, and I'm like, I look cool in my hoodie and my Vans and my skinny jeans, I, you know, I don't need your opinion, um, and then I forgot, we were, she was getting on to me about it, and I think I back-talked a little bit and said something like, oh, I, like, I just, I don't understand why I have to, like, wear the things you want me to wear or something, you know? She said, mm-hmm. Peyton, uh, you know, if our car, so we, we lived 30 minutes away from school. So mom had to drive us every morning, 30 minutes all the way to school. Cause we live in one town, but we went to school in another town where she teaches. Right. So yep. she said, Hey Peyton, uh, if our car broke down on the way to school and it's a long drive, we have to walk, right. You know, you're going to be freezing because you don't have a coat. You don't have any socks. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you my socks. I don't want to give you my socks, but I love you. And I want your feet to be warm. And I know what mm-hmm. it's like to have cold feet and be stuck somewhere. So that's why I want you to wear socks. It's because I love you. And, like, if something bad happened, you you know, you need to be warm. Yeah, goodness. I'd mm-hmm. give you my socks, that's- babe. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because well, I still don't really like wearing socks. <laughs> <laughs> Even now? Yeah. Oh, those are great. Those are great. I, uh... That was really cute. Frio, those are oh. both very, very wholesome. Well, goodness, now I'm trying to remember mine. Uh, hmm. You know, know. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I was never loved. No. Yeah, watch well, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like uh, I was. Dad gave me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> my first dollar, I loved it so much. That's how I knew love was real. Was money. Oh my gosh. No, Peyton, was, mom was with mom too. Um. When, where, how, getting... what? When, where, how, what? I um. You know, I was pretty old by then. Goodness, I don't think it's it's rather recently I've been trying to to articulate things or conceptualize things, right? Both, for that matter. But you know, I kind of just roll with the flow when I was younger, as most people did. But uh, let's see. I was getting ready for bed, and 
you know, I, I was trying to go to sleep. And mom walks in, so let's see. My brother's already asleep because we had, you know, we shared a room. And she uh, she pulled the covers over me. She kissed my forehead. She said, Mama loves you. Dad loves you. Jesus loves you. And then uh, left. And I thought that was... I don't know. That's when I really realized. As were, a, you, were you fake sleeping or were you awake? No, I, I was... I was trying to go to sleep, right? And it, you know, honestly, it was probably my bedtime, and she may have gotten on to me if I wouldn't. So yeah, I suppose I was fake sleeping. You know, honestly, it's funny because as a child, you might not recognize how important, like how important a statement like that is, but you know, like hearing that as an adult, like I would, I would feel. Like now, if if somebody came came up to me, and obviously, you know, like I mean, my 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 life's a little different at this point because unfortunately, my dad passed. But if somebody came up to me and told me that, you know, my mom and my dad and Jesus loved me, I would probably, I would, I'd probably cry. Pink, oh yeah, ass, I'd probably cry about it. You know, grips a big cry. No, Whatever. you're right. No, you are. Coco, just. <laughs> Yeah, set him down in front of any, almost any Disney movie, he'll cry. But, uh, it's, no, yeah, good. I don't, <laughs> is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to watch any more Disney movies ever. <laughs> no, but you don't get told that enough as a, as an adult, I think. Yeah. Ever, yeah. Never gets told that enough. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, all those weird. Mm. Yep, last question. Let's wrap this up. This one's a little bit more lighthearted. If you had to compare love to an animal, what animal would it be and why? A unicorn. <laughs> oh, dang. How come? You know, Unicorns don't exist, Griff. They do. <laughs> you just they have do to exist. find them. You have to believe. <laughs> um, I... I mean, I say unicorn because uh, I'm not even joking, really, because, I, you know, I, I said this at the kind of the start of this whole thing that I really feel like finding finding your soulmate, finding your, like, the person that you truly love is is rare, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's getting rarer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's it's kind of. I don't want I don't want to go with unicorn, because it's so cheesy. Uh, Horny toads are almost extinct. They're very rare to find. Oh, I love those guys. I know. Mm. Save the horny toads. Do you have one, Peyton? I was gonna say penguins. Oh, I know why. You've told me about that a lot. Yeah. They mate for life. That's insane. They mate for life. And then if their partner dies, they don't take a new partner. How crazy. That is pretty wild, honestly. I feel like penguins are they do more it. emotionally mature than a lot of, like, people. <laughs> that's a fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> that's yeah. a fair point. And they, they give them, some of them, some penguins give little rocks as presents. Yes. 
they give presents. That's how they like woo their women. And all of the dads what? take care of the eggs. Like they know like responsibility sharing, all of that jazz. Great. I'm gonna yeah. say love is like an elephant. Why? Ooh, okay. How come? Um, it's still there's still some mystery to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it's large. The gestation period is 28 months. It's large and in charge. (laughs) (laughs) What? 28 Um, months? And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that, like, elephants are so special and smart and just incredible creatures. So... Agreed. Um... It's it's almost like a I, I'd almost put it as like a reverence. I think I think mm-hmm. a lot of people aside from and I was gonna originally use giraffes, but mm-hmm. I had already recently used giraffes for my favorite animal. Uh, they're my oh, favorite yeah? animal. Uh, for some dumb quiz that Peyton. <laughs> oh, I heard. Made me take. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like yeah, I, you yeah. know I feel like elephants are like just like highly revered animals and. Uh, I think that's the way people should, you know, look at love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know. At this point, your question—the questions are: Do you want to? Did you have an animal? Do you want to like, give your animal before I give you some closing notes? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll probably just pick my favorite animal. I love platypus. Is it platypi? <laughs> Platypuses. We'll go. Yeah, let's <laughs> not. Let's go with platypi. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, put a pile of I, I don't know, they're so out of the box. So sure. extraordinary. So let's I want to hear your closing remarks now. Yeah, so you know, love is um love's incredibly special. Uh finding your soulmate is I, I don't think is going to be some immediate it it's never going to be immediate or instantly gratifying mm-hmm. um and i guess like back to my first like when i was first talking about this question and it's kind of like a it's almost like a public service announcement is you know one of the biggest things that i think is really really discrediting people finding each other and being truly happy with each other comfortable with each other being themselves Mm -hmm. around each other is the propensity for social media um just because i like you know i just feel like i see or hear so many times like people are saying that like they're living their best life you know and like you know on as a you know uh on one example it's like how do you even know only god knows if you're living your best life because he's going to be putting you on that track but yeah. you know one of the things that i've i've been increasingly concerned about with social media and, and which is a big reason why i barely i barely even use it anymore at this point is the fact that so many people um are continuing to you know kind of like post their life in this mm-hmm. sense of like grandeur and it's tough because I think that eventually could, you know, uh, seep into your personal life and your personal thoughts. You know, 
you yeah. are putting yourself out to display. You are trying to make yourself bigger than maybe who you actually are. And as a result, you subconsciously set these expectations, not only for yourself, potentially for mm-hmm. your partner. And, you know, I guess just like as a general, like, caution is, you know, I, I, like, I can't see unless, unless you're like a sociopath to be able to separate <laughs> the, you know, separate your, in, your Facebook or Instagram posts from who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the, I think that's like the most concerning thing. And that's, that's essentially why I said I felt like it's, it's become like it's becoming or is very rare because I don't know how many people who actively participate in social media, at least, you know, like the ones that get, I don't know, more recognized or, or whatever. Mm. I don't know how to put it, but you know, you always want to like, you're posting a picture. You want to be the best picture. You want sure. to look yeah, of most fun. You want it to look like, you know, you're having a good time or you have all these friends or you're doing all these exciting things. And it's like you are doing yourself a disservice if you really want to eventually find somebody that will love you for you and that you yeah. can love them for them. It's setting unreal, uh, unrealistic expectations. And that's mm-hmm. why I think one of the social media is one of the one of the best modern you know advances um from a uh, from a communications aspect but yeah. it has it has developed into something now that is um now it just makes me sad i guess because i think uh, i think people are i don't think people are going to be able to have um going to be able to have like an an easier time honestly finding the person that they love yeah, and will I love agree. the rest of their lives oh wow i'll add to that for five seconds um one of the funnest things about like getting to know griff and like you know eventually like what led us to like be engaged and stuff right um mm-hmm. i feel like there are still so many things that i don't know about griff like, so mm-hmm. Griff is a doctor. He's a PhD in cancer, right? I found that out on our first date, right? I didn't find out until later that, like, he was going to school for his MD and PhD, and he dropped out of his MD so that he could make a bigger impact on, like, uh, the research side instead of, like, mm-hmm. being, like, a treating, uh, treating, a practicing physician that, like, you know, like, one that, people go like an oncologist when like that's where people go when they have cancer right so instead of doing that he wanted to do like the research and like hey like let's find a cure hopefully Mm -hmm. or at least something that makes it better right so he did that while he was in call like what uh while you're getting what's in between your bachelor's and your master's right yeah so like while he was getting his bachelor's or master's like he had a record label So he like oh, yeah. sang and he like, you know, posted really, really cheesy but good songs. Oh, he was a songwriter. Awful. What? They were awful. Some of them were really awful. <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> but like he had like a record label and um 
like he built computers and like he did all of this stuff i just think if uh if all of that was like on display um and just like the best parts of it it would be really really hard to like keep going out on dates with griff because like what do you talk about you know it's like yeah yeah like i you know if if everything was on griff's facebook or on griff's instagram and i stalk it before we go on a date which by the way i totally did um yeah it's just like i feel like i already know everything about you i know exactly what you have to offer and i'm putting like griff in a box saying okay this is griff like griff is xyz and i glean that Mm -hmm. from his social media when in actuality like griff is a lot more than all of that and it's just really cool to like get to know him over time and all of the things that he did um here's a knowledge bomb babe i used to wear a do-rag oh god what no no way (laughs) do you have any photos Huh? Yeah. I want yeah, to <laughs> No way. No, it was a paintball. It was for paintball. I wore a do-rag. Uh, right. Sure. Whatever you say. It's very shameful. It said we kill suckers on it. Oh my god. <laughs> See, like, how... Very immature. If I saw that in a Facebook post, I don't know if we would have gone out on a date. You You'd be immediately <laughs> detracted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy, this a good guy looks like a douchebag. I don't think I'm gonna go, right? Add another one that's swagger. Oh god. Oh my. Oh my god. <laughs> I threw them both away long, long good. ago. Good. It, yeah, it just gets worse and worse. But you can like no, laugh it's... at it now, right? You can laugh at it Definitely. now. But, like if you saw that and you're like, Who is this person? You'd be like, Wow. Mm-hmm. They're awful. Yeah, you'll bring up you'll bring up some pretty damn good points right so it's and i i just i'm curious how many how many people miss miss out when they're looking on their phones right you know I, I don't know maybe i'm the only one <laughs> i like going around I like, i'm pretty extroverted right I, I like seeing people and uh i'm i'm just now getting a uh, i'm just now trying to smile more at people because people do it back right it's it's like innate it's very strange and it's fun to see right I like the people watching things like that, and it's it's really interesting to see that you know people just typically stare at their phones, right? So I wonder how much people miss. Probably so. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. But all in all, y'all bring up some really good points. I am going to praise the hell out of y'all in the intro, right? So um, I'm going to wrap it up, okay? So. Let's see. Thank you all so much for joining. This was really fun. You all are great conversationalists. <laughs> and oh we're going to have to do it again. Yeah. No, yeah. sounds good. I hope you, yeah, I hope you got enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's I'm going to probably, yeah, stay up all night editing now. I still have to get the <laughs> intro. No, perfect. Got to get my stutters out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all want that? I can take out the ums and... No, and no, that's knows if y'all I like. don't that's care. Just, that's how he talks. It's okay. okay. Not going away. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> then I won't. No, yeah. This this always makes me real excited. So anyway, y- okay, y'all have cool. a good rest of y'all's night. You All right, too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the rec- I'm gonna end the recording. Mm-hmm. Brett, well, say cool. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're hosted on Red's oh. podcast. You need to say thanks. Brett, yeah, my thank podcast you. with 20 Thank listeners. You for, <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Um, you yeah, know, okay. I am a big deal. 
but of course, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's an even bigger deal to be able to uh, work with you on this. So thank you so much. Damn, I like you even more after this. So that's good. Brownie points. Brownie points. Alrighty, that just about sums everything up. I truly hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Make sure to check back next Friday for a brand new episode, and you can always stay tuned with me on social media. You can find that in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.